And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host. One half of the Quarter and Full of Fed podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesday here on the Quarter and Full of Fed podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, when my co-host Jordan went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information. No filler in between. And I know. Y'all see the topic of today's video. We're going to get back into some more retirement information, but now more directed at millennials. I know I did a couple of weeks ago. We talked about how, uh, what was it? Well, I can't remember the exact title, but you know, you are my retirement plan in the sense of uh, parents using their children as a retirement, uh, retirement option. When they don't have enough money, they go and live with their kids, supported by the kids, whatever. Now we're going to get into talking about whether or not you're investing enough money for retirement. All right. And I'm also working on um, being able to react to videos. I got to see exactly how I do that, how I get in trouble on YouTube. And then once I figure that all out, we'll have videos on here as well. For me to I'll probably start doing that. Maybe not more, but you know, something else to switch it up. All right. Now, Make sure you hit that like button, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. My information, as well as my co-host Jordan information, is in the show notes. Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. His business page is FinallyFit06. Instagram, FinallyFit, Facebook, and his website is FinallyFit.live. That's where y'all need to go to make sure you're taking care of the most valuable thing you have in life, your health. Health is wealth. 5.30 a.m. Monday and Wednesday. For virtual training sessions and for myself i'm sideline underscore corey twitter instagram and tiktok and you can reach out to me for financial coaching again all of our information is in the show notes i i just student loans it's, it's always sitting here they start back up in it's in july got a little over two months where they, the interest is going to start back up at the beginning of September, but we still have a couple more months. So we'll see. I, I don't know if there's any news about that, that plan B option. I haven't, the irony of it being plan B, but I, I haven't looked to see if there's any more information about that. So maybe I'll do some stupid long research this week. All right. And then I also know too, you know, we, where, where's our air cleanup section? That's, that's, that's for the, the episode for Jordan and myself for the air cleanup. But one of these episodes for whatever reason, my, audio was not coming through the mic i don't know why it wasn't synced up i always tested before it was coming through the video so my apologies uh for that one y'all can still hear me but you know it doesn't sound like how it does now with the actual mic so that is what it is um but again student loan information please start making your payments if you haven't already august is the last month with no interest so we got july if you're listening to this right away then you got August being the last month. Interest is supposed to start back up September 1st. And again, in the coming weeks or so, you should start seeing, if you haven't already, some communication from your loan servicer about your student loans and when they're going to start back up, things like that. All right. And again, I don't have student loans. I often know people have student loans, but I don't have them personally. So, the, you know, it is a word of mouth for me when I see things and people tell me things or I research them. That's what I know. It's not something I directly am experiencing myself. And before we get started, the last thing, y'all know what it is. Don't sue me, sue your mama. 
This is for entertainment purposes only myself, nor Jordan or finance or fitness professionals. Anything you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. And you need to do your own research and seek out a finance or fitness professional before taking any action. All right, y'all. Let's get into it. Are you investing enough for retirement now? Again, for the first time listeners, I do not read these articles ahead of time. So you guys get my true and honest reaction. All right. And we're going to the good faith. Oh, good old faithful. This is CNBC. Make it. So same. Still CNBC. But, you know, I realize why I like doing CNBC articles. They share just so well. What am I zoomed in at? Yeah, I'm at 150. They just they just share so well on the screen. It just fits perfectly. Anyways, how much? Jesus. Yeah, I know. I still got to get a new mouse. Don't talk about it. How much Americans in their 20s need to save each month to retire at 60 with $1.2 million? This is the exact dollar amount. All right. I was I was about to say, I did not know it was about to be $1.2 million. <laughs> Again, I do not read these articles ahead of time. So this is going to be you know, very math-based. Obviously, this is going to be a straight-up math equation for compound interest. Interested to see what other factors they talk about, but, you know, you don't need a whole article. You can, this is a math equation for, you know, 20 to 29 on how much you need to invest if you're starting at zero. Um, being that I turned 30 in a little over a month, a little over a month, no, month, two months, I'm interested to see what the number is for 29 if you're starting at zero. Let's see if, let's see if I'm on pace with somebody who's 29. All right, and again, this is by Cheyenne Devon, Devon, Devon. This is published last month. All right. On average, Americans in their 20s think they will need about $1.2 million to retire comfortably, according to Northwestern Mutual's 2023 Planning and Progress Study. I want to be very clear. $1.2 million will not be enough in 40 years. If you're going to retire, let's say you're going to retire at 65, so let's just call it 45 years if you're 20. That It won't be enough money. Jesus, look at that. That's going to be crazy on video, I thought. I thought I had the... Uh, whatever the hell that's called, a straw for me to drink from it. I want to be very, very clear. Now, if in 40 years or so, when you get to 65 and you're in your 20s and you have $1.2 million, that is great. That's better than having what the average number is, is around $200,000 to a quarter million or so that people have in retirement. $1.2 million, this data we're about to get into, you should, you should definitely do this. Now, do more than this, but do this. Don't. I'm not saying don't do this. But 1.2 million is not going to be enough, especially out of inflation. If you let's go to the inflation calculator. Oh, I love this. Is why I love sharing the screen. Let's go to the inflation calculator and let's just see how much 1.2 million dollars was 45 years ago. Let's say for people who just turned 20, so people born in 2003. All right, we got the inflation calculator. Sharing the screen again, always doing the check so y'all know it's not fake. Again, $1 in 2023 is $1 in 2023. So if in, what is 45 years ago? Let's do 40, was that 19, what, 78? So, geez, inflation is 368%. So again, let's do $1.2 million. So if you had 1.2, if they were saying in 1978, right, if I was reading this article 45 years ago, you would need to have $1.2 million in 45 years, right? What would that be equated to? Truly, right, when you adjust for inflation, right, there, what, what that number is in 2023, so it's still $1.2 million in today's numbers, would be $5.6 million. 
All right, and that's obviously, you know, if inflation over the last 45 years is the same. So again, if this was, explain this one more time, if this was 1978 and I was reading an article saying, you need to have $1.2 million or how to have $1.2 million by the time you retire and you're in your twenties, if we were able to, you know, see into the future, what that would equate to in 45 plus year terms would be $5.6 million, all right? You're gonna need more than you're gonna need more than 5.6 million too. You're gonna need more than that as well. All right, here we go. Um, again, that was according according to Northwestern Mutuals 2023 Planning and Progress Study. All right, so far they've saved about a little under thirty six thousand dollars for retirement on average, according to the study. I guess I mean that's a wide range, twenty to twenty nine. I mean, my guess is 20 year olds have zero save. I mean, 20, 21, and 22, most of them have to have zero dollar save because that's the college age. Anyways, that may seem a long way from 1.2 million, but young investors have time on their side. Yes, shout out to compound interest. And when it comes to saving for retirement, thanks to, okay, again, don't read ahead of time, compound interest. All right. All right. Gen Z workers, which is part of this age group, 20 to 26. Dang, millennials, we almost all out of being all, all out of our 20s. We are almost fully a 30 plus generation. Expect to retire by the age of 60. 60 is crazy early. I don't know if they're, they're saying like 60s, but 60 is crazy early to retire. 59 and a half is where you start getting some tax benefits as far as, you know, you can start withdrawing from something like your Roth and pay taxes. But man, 59 and a half or 60, that's crazy. The soonest of the generational cohorts. Okay, so shout out to Gen Z. They want to retire early, so they want to work the least amount. Well, while that's a little earlier right than average of 62, it's still feasible. CNBC calculated how much someone in their 20s would need. All right, again, here we go. We get into the math. 1.2 million by the time they retire. 1.2 million is not going to be enough. Let's see. This is 20 to 26. So in 32 years, I'm assuming 32, 34 years. 34 years, that's, that's not going to be enough. I'm interested to see what this is going to be and how they have it listed out as well as the income level they need to reach right in order to accomplish a savings rate of 10 to 15 percent so they're going to do again 10 to 15 percent for the savings rate financial advisors typically can recommend at least 15 percent of your gross annual income for retirement okay inclusive of employers matching contribution if available this is one of the bad things about not taking a lot of english classes in college i gotta double check i'm pretty sure inclusive is you know includes right including all right so this is including your employer match so if your employer matches 5%, that means you need to only put up 10%. All right, so you can get that 15%. These calculations also assume a starting balance. Okay, $0. We're starting from zero. Shout out to this article for being clear on the math. Everybody do. And don't factor in, obviously, in unpredictable events such as periods of unemployment, right, promotions, or market volatility, et cetera, et cetera, right? All right, if you start at 21, so there's counting 20s here as 21, even though the age range is 20 to 26 for the 20s, right? Right. So, they, okay, they screw, screw the 20-year-olds. You got to be able to drink for this. Earning a 3% annual rate of return, which is crazy low. You got to, like, intentionally put yourself in bonds or, like, CDs for forever. $1,350 per month. Annual salary needed if you have 10% of your income is 161 So almost 162000 Annual salary, if you do 15%, is going to be a little under $108,000. All right, cool. This is going to be some good math here. All right, so that's if you're if you're earning three percent, 
uh, as far as your annual rate of return, you're 21, you need to make anywhere from 108 to $161,000 investing anywhere from 10 to 15%. If you're doing a 5% annual rate of return, it's going to be um, $8,300. So it's right around $10,000 a year. And you're going to need to make anywhere from $67,000 to $100,000. 7% is going to be $493. A month, and you're gonna to need to make anywhere from forty to sixty thousand. That's and I, I talk about all the different like paragraphs. Like these, these are great paragraphs. Just to be like, this is a great summary of some things you need to do. I think this right here, if you're 21, right, and you get a seven percent return, which is what you know, preferably in that you know ten percent range. But let's say seven percent, you just invest in something like you know, S and P five hundred, things like that. Not financial advice pretty good chance you're going to average that 7% annual rate of return. $500 a month may seem like a lot, but the great thing is for the incomes, 40 to 60,000, those are very attainable. I mean, 40,000 40, is almost, I mean, in Maryland minimum wage, is it still 1325? In Maryland minimum wage might damn near, I mean, no, it's not, it's going to be closer to that. Gonna be closer to 30,000. It's gonna be 27. But two minimum wage jobs gonna put you at you know 27, 28,000, 56,000. Look, if you got a minimum wage job, you can probably get another full-time one. Anyways, no disrespect. These income ranges are extremely attainable, anywhere from 40 to 60,000. At 21, you know, six depending on the area you live in and your job field, 60 might be on the high end, but 40,000 is relatively attainable. And if you don't make forty thousand dollars and you're listening to this, you know, and you're essentially you know, 21 or older, you got to get another job. All right. If you start at 25, okay, they're just doing general age ranges here. So we're not going to do everything. All right. Okay. 25, 3%, you're going to need to do $1,600 and make anywhere from between 130 to $195,000. 5% is going to be a little under, or excuse me, $1,000, $1,050. You need to make anywhere from 85000 $126,000. Then 7% return, 666, $666 a month. And you're gonna to need to make anywhere between fifty-three thousand to eighty thousand. So you see, even at I'm looking at these numbers, you know, I, I at twenty-one, I mean, I was still in college, so I wasn't making, um, I wasn't making forty thousand. Making what was I making at twenty-one? So I, I don't even think I was making fifteen dollars an hour yet. It was that two thousand? Was that two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen? Yeah, two thousand fourteen is born ninety-three. Yeah, I wasn't making fifteen dollars an hour yet. So I was still in college, regardless. At 25, you know, if you're going to invest 10 to 15 percent, by the time you're 25, if you graduate at 21, 22, and you've been working three to four years, pick a job field. The higher earning income ones are going to have you there in three to four years of experience. And if your current job's not going to get you there, just get a new job. I wasn't making this much at my first job. When I got another job, I was I was making I was hitting this threshold. And so, and now, all right, let's see. Now at 28. 3%, you're going to need to do $1,865. As y'all see, if you're starting any, all these examples, you're starting at $0. The later you wait to invest, the more money you have to invest. And by definition, for 10 to 15%, the more money you're going to need to make. So if you're 28 years old and you have $0 invested to hit $1.2 million by the time you turn 60, you're going to need to make between $150,000 to $223,000 for a 3% annual rate of return, 5% annual rate of return, $1,270 a month. And you need to make anywhere between 101k, 152k, and then seven percent annual rate of return. You need to make, uh, you need to invest 840, dollars and then you need to make anywhere between 67,000 
to one hundred thousand dollars. And see, I, the one thing that's why I love doing that. That seven if you're able to put, I mean, able to get a seven percent rate of return, and even if you're almost thirty and you wait, your income does not need to be that high. I mean, again, it's only fifteen percent of almost sixty, a little over sixty-seven thousand dollars. Now, whether or not you can afford, because this is your gross, you can afford to invest fifteen percent. That's a whole other conversation. But remember, this is the same fifteen percent overall of your gross, and it's including your employer match. So if you're in a situation where your employer you know, one of these crazy employers to do four, five, six, seven, ten, you know, ten percent, then you're going to take less of a hit from an income standpoint. Um, most employers don't offer close to that double. Let me see what the average, average four hundred one k match. I feel like it's five or six percent. Jesus. Nope. The typical amount, according to Bureau of Labor Statistics, is three point five percent. Forty-nine percent of employers with four hundred one k plans match zero percent. That's since, yeah. If you're somewhere and they don't match, I mean, you got to be make you got to be getting a bag. Or if you're doing it from a, a health outside of getting you know an insane amount of money, so you know you're insured, you're compensating for that. You can never compensate for a four hundred one k match. But you know, if you're not getting that, or if it's you know for healthcare, you know, and health insurance reasons, outside of those two options. Do not take that job. There's, there's no bit. I mean, not not having a four hundred one k match at all. Zero percent is different. They have, you know, you got, you know, they you know, match dollar for dollar up to a certain percentage, or you know, you're not vested fully, or you got to work there a certain amount of time. Cool, whatever. But if they, this is saying forty nine percent, which is half of people. You got a fifty, you got a fifty fifty chance. That's why it's important to understand. You know, you know, who do they survey? I guess is this all jobs because I'm not aware of you know. Government contracting type stuff over here, so I mean, everyone's pretty much offering a four hundred one k. I'm pretty sure, but my goodness, half is crazy. Half is crazy not offering a, a match. But again, though, as I digress, um, not to get distracted too much. Again, anywhere from sixty eight thousand to hundred thousand dollars, and you're twenty eight now. If you're twenty eight, you've been working six or seven years. I mean, over five years in, you're at that, around that mid level. I mean, depends on your field. You're around that mid level. Range, right? You should be transitioning out of entry level into the mid level range, and depending depending if you have a master's or not, any certifications or how quote unquote good you are at your job, you might be viewed as almost at a senior level because you're I mean, you're not at ten years, but you know you're closer to ten years than you are zero years, right? I mean, you're coming up on it. So, depending on your experience, you know, sixty seven to sixty eight thousand dollars, and you got to invest fifteen percent. Now that that is a good chunk of money. Investing fifteen percent. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. That is a lot of money. But since this does include your 401k match, it does lessen the burden. Now, I recommend not including your 401k match in case you go to a job, which apparently is 49% of these jobs out here, who don't offer a 401k match at all. That way, if, you know, say your employer is doing 5% in this for the sake of this argument and you're investing 10%. Now, what happens is, you know, to get to your 15%, now you go to a new job and they don't offer a 401k and say, you know, you go against what I'm saying you should consider not doing and you take the job and then do a 401k match. Now you have to invest another 5%. Even though you're getting this raise, hopefully when you get a new job, you get a raise, right? Even though you're getting this raise, now you have to invest how much money you're investing. I recommend just, you know, if you want to invest 10%, 15, 20, 25, whatever it is, that's how much you invest. And then your 401k match is just icing on the cake. All right. So now that is your money, obviously understand whatever your, um, your employer, uh, 
has for your vesting schedule to understand when it's all your money. But, you know, it's, uh, it's money you're obviously due. It's on the books, you know, part of your your package, your pay package. All right. And here we go. Around 65 percent of Gen Zers and 54 percent of millennials feel they they'll be financially prepared for retirement. Gen Z has not lived long enough. Gen Z. And Gen Z lost three, you know, three years, almost, you know, two to three years of pandemic years. I'm a four, technically 2020, 2021, 2022. And, you know, you include however much you want to with this year, 2023, but 65% of Gen Zers, I'm interested to see what that number is going to be in five to 10 years or so. Millennials, 54% feel they'll be financially prepared for retirement when the time comes, according to Northwestern Mutual Study. All right. And they're already making progress, right, toward achieving their retirement goals, especially Gen Z workers. Okay, Gen Z, are you out here hitting the 401k? They saw their 401k balance increase by 34% with the first quarter of 2022, the highest rise out of any generational co cohort, and that's per fidelity. Right, additionally, the amount of IRA accounts opened by Gen Z increased by 25% in the first quarter of 2023. I wonder if that's due to Robinhood launching the Roth IRA. Let me see. When did Robinhood launch their Roth IRA? That's early March. I'm interested to see, you know, if the fintech companies like Robinhood, things like that are helping. I'm pretty sure they are, but, you know, if that's one of the drivers that, that, are, that is helping Gen Z, um, you know, be more prepared financially than the generation that came before them, or at least, you know, have the tools, or at least, you know, have the accounts as they're saying here. That's good, though. Shout out to Gen Z. Increased by 25% okay, first quarter of this year compared to again a year ago. And again, that's fidelity as well. It's encouraging that today's younger generation have more financial awareness. As I just said, again, I do not read these articles ahead of time, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard to write stuff. Uh, awareness in any generation before them. Johanna Rottenberg, president of Personal Investing, says in a recent fidelity report, this financially, this financial savvy can pay off in the long run as making steady retirement contributions can help weather the inevitable financial downturns that will take place over time. This is true. The you know best day was start was yesterday. Second best day is today. But it is key to start investing as soon as possible. And even if you can't, you know, if you're 21 year, years old, let's say the first example they gave, even if you can't do, you know, the let's do the lowest amount, the almost $500 a month, at least at least start doing 50. You know, start doing you know more than zero dollars. All right, the sooner the better. And if you can. You know, obviously that to be a consortial account. But, you know, once you turn 18, you'd be 18 and you got a job. First thing you do when you turn 18 is open up a Roth IRA and start putting some money in there. Some money in there. My goodness. That will go a long way. A long, long way. All right. Here we go. All right. Is that it? All right. Cool. This is, this is nice. Again, nice little short article here where we're talking. About, I was like, dang, did I record this about, again, how much money millennials need? Okay, wait. Do we got something for everybody? Here's how much Americans in their 30s and their 40s need to invest. Am I going to do that all right now? No, because I need to cook. How much time is it? All right, we're going to we're going to skim <laughs> we're going to skim through the 30s and 40s. Okay, here we go. No, I don't want to. I want to read it. Oh, wait, these articles seem shorter. Okay, cool. Here's how much American 34. Oh, this is how much they have. Okay, cool. That's not how much they need to invest. Okay, cool. Different articles. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. That's it, y'all. Locked and loaded. 
again, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. So we're talking about the investment section right here as far as your budget. Now, not all of, but a good amount of your money, especially at least when you're starting out, is going to be um, a pre-tax deduction. So you're actually not going to budget for it, right? For your 401k, even if you're a Roth 401k, you're not going to actually see that money hit your bank account. So you actually will not be budgeting for it here. Now, the type of conversation, not just, you know, how much did you invest? You know, they hit 1.2 million by the time you turn 60 if you're in your 20s, but should you be investing when you have debt? That's the decision you're going to have to make. I don't, I don't like to continue continuously have the argument about it. It's very simple. Prioritize, right? If you're able to pay off your debt when you want to pay it off or hit whatever savings goal, vacation, whatever it is that isn't investing, if you're able to do that and invest however much money you want to invest to hit your financial goal, then go ahead and do it. But obviously, as I always say, you need to do that. And you need to obviously hit your debt payoff goal and then continue investing however much money you need to have. All right. But there are pros and cons for every situation. And so the cons of that can be, even though, yes, you're investing, you might be in a less liquid situation because you have debt payments longer than you would have if you stopped investing and put that money you're investing towards your debt. That situation you have to be willing to live with because you got to I mean, accept decisions that you make. But all right, y'all, that's it. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, please let myself or Jordan know. And please leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I got to say, I, I got to start sprinkling that in. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about the video. And yes, I'm going to remember. Let me think. That's my phone. I got to figure out. I'm looking to see when the next time. I don't even know. Jordan's at a bachelor party in Atlanta. So I'm highly, highly unlikely. I think he's coming back Saturday or Sunday. We're probably not going to record this Sunday. Yeah, it's probably it's probably not gonna happen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a time for Jordan and I uh, to record because we are we are slacking. We almost have more wealth Wednesdays than we do <laughs> than we do the quarter in full effect, the four episodes. And y'all, I mean, Jordan has plenty of fitness information on here for y'all. But you know, it's time to get y'all some more information. But are y'all again? Any questions, concerns? Leave a comment. Make sure that like button, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Leave the rating review on the rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. My information as well as my co-host Jordan information is in the show notes on YouTube. Again, Jordan stops all on J Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally fit 06 Instagram, finally fit Facebook, finally fit live is a website where you need to go to make sure you're taking care of your health, your biggest asset health as well. And you sign up, you can go there and sign up for the Monday and Wednesday, 5 30 AM virtual classes. Then for myself, Sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Information as far as my financial coaching is in the show notes as well. You can reach out to me anytime for any financial questions, any topics, anything. I don't charge money for everything. And I'm excited to hear what topics you guys want me to discuss. And I got some I got some stuff lined up. And once I figure out how to share these videos, the I'll be reacting to I guess, dynamic content in the sense of it'll be a video playing instead of me reading it. And I don't got to worry about, you know, testing my, you know, calling me out in front of the class to read everybody's skills. All right. But that's it, y'all. Locked and loaded. Make sure you save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.